Yeah, probably. I mean, at this point. But uh, intro number three. Guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Show. Okay, take three. Guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Chamber Podcast. Things are going good. This is our first take. We did not have to struggle with anything. Um, everything's going well. We have our drinks. Yep. Iced coffee with almond milk. I didn't know you were Starbucks. that type of guy. I, I mean, it's hearing your friend's Starbucks orders kind of makes you judge them briefly. I didn't even order this. I actually, you said, do you want coffee? And I was like, yeah, I'll take some with almond milk if you have it, which already was kind of a questionable text back. And then I was going to be like, well, are you at Starbucks? I didn't even want to ask that. I, I'm like so scared to ask questions. I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll have whatever you have. I mean, it's good. I appreciate it. You, When somebody's being considerate for you, you get one question and then you just hope they get it. Yeah, that, that's how I- One you, question, one answer. What? Do you get it? If you do, good. If you, if you, if you, Gave the wrong information. That's your problem. Exactly. I think that's totally the way to do it. And, and I and I think with this, we ran into a happy accident. I thought Latif, we've hiked a bunch. I mean, we can get into our uh, uh, extracurricular activities, our relate, our, relay, our our bromance. But uh, happy accident. I thought you were an iced coffee guy. No, I like hot coffee at all times, even in the sun. Really hot I, americano I, with almond milk. That's my drink. That's that's exactly you. You're a, you're a hot americano. <laughs> It sounds kind of ethnic, all, but all not year, exactly. It's, ambiguously ethnic. It's a proud American, but also he could be Canadian. <laughs> Is Canadian. Is Canadian. He's definitely Canadian. Been but. watching hockey. Oh, the um, hockey's the best sport to watch on TV. See, I would flip flop that. I would say it's the it's pretty boring to watch on TV, but live games are probably one of the best sports to watch. But it's like high action. They're scoring. They're they're always moving. I mean, I, I appreciate that. I think the football mo- is like painful i mean it's no i played i don't know what your background is in sports i played sports growing up i played football baseball did indoor track for some reason uh i i gotta say like i'm not a sports guy to watch it i think i don't think there's i i can watch baseball more so because i think i cared the most about that but even that i can't watch i think if you're into the art the arts it's hard to watch sports that's very true. Yeah. I find myself whispering jocks under my breath. <laughs> That's when I see like some people, I see like Josh Edelman constantly tweeting about sports. I'm like, how are you into sports? I don't, I mean, my theory, and I've said this to the friends who I'm going to throw under the bus right now, if you like sports that much now, Linochi. you weren't, exactly, you weren't <laughs> Michael Linochi. You were not good growing up. Good he, at- he's not bad. I played soft, men's league softball with him, but he's not good which makes sense for this insane desire for the game. It's also something to do. Right. It's like a passion. It's a, it's a I don't know what it is. I've never been that into It's the it's the fantasy vibe. I mean, they're living in a dream world and they think it's it's filling a void that they lacked growing up where now they're like they think they have a hand in the game and I'm just like that's why when I meet people my old roommate, he was so like anti-baseball. He would shit on it. And I'm like, if you were a genuine athlete growing up, you would never trash another sport. Although I just said hockey's boring. But I did say, I, I think across the board, being an athlete is super hard. So when I hear another quote unquote athlete shitting on a sport, I go, I don't think you were that good. Because if you were good, you wouldn't trash a sport for being boring or whatever. Have you ever gotten emotional? Like after a game? Like you're watching oh, yeah. something on TV? Oh, watched it. Uh, like the uh, Hartford Whalers or whatever you care about? From Connecticut. I mean, Connecticut. I saw you post about the, the NCAA. 
I oh, I was thrilled about that. Yeah, I think the closer, the younger, the age, the more into it I get, which sounds real weird <laughs> to say, but I mean, pro sports, I'm like, yeah, you know, I have, a, I, I like the Yankees, I like the Cowboys, very '90s driven uh, fan. Right I here. love the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, but I, and I do if I'm watching them, I will get into the game in that moment. And I will find myself annoyed, but it goes away the second I change the channel. Okay. It doesn't carry into my day for like most people. Sometimes like like if the Canadian hockey team like makes it to the Olympics, it, it's a little emotional. I mean, that makes total sense. I mean, that's your guys. We're such a small country. Or when they sing Oh Canada at the beginning of the Canada's hockey game. Canada's gigantic, isn't it? It's huge landmass wise, but like population, oh, yeah. it's California. That's pretty interesting. You're like, I mean, I feel like lately Canadians, I just did a show in Reno with Julia Ladowitz, Matt O'Brien's wife. Is that you don't say the H? It's not Halakowitz? Yeah, yeah, I, Julia. I don't even know if it starts with an L. But it is Julia. Yeah. And she's Matt's wife. That's all I can Matt's wife, yeah. But yeah. they're Canadian. They're Canadian, yeah. Well it's Canadian. Oh. Last night on the show was it was an accidentally Canadian lineup, which was, was Deborah DiGiviani. Very Canadian. Me. Can- Canadian. Super Canadian. Um who else was Canadian? Oh, um Graham K. Right. And Aisha Alpha. I don't know. And then Caleb Sinan, who's basically Canadian. He looks Canadian. He yeah. looks like a more white version of you. Yeah, we're kind of we could be you on have similar outfits. I wanted to do a spectrum of like people who all look like each other and like like a wheel and you kinda of go to the left and it gets to like to It looks here. like you're slowly evolving. Yeah, and you can slowly evolve into everyone we know. I mean, this is gonna be inside baseball, but we've talked about the you're the same comic show. Oh yeah, doing a show with two comics, multiple because we know multiple that look. But yes, putting but like pairing comics, and we don't kind of tell them they look alike, and then you just do a show with them. What uh, people, if you're curious what we're talking about in the world of comedy, whether they're similar styles or similar visually, it's a lot to take in, and it's very crazy how like close. Let, let's use the looks. Like there's multiple comics that look so much alike. It's very bizarre, and we want to do a show where we put them all on it, pretend like accidentally, and then, you know. Yeah, I mean, everyone thinks I look like Fahim, but yeah. actually, if you put us next to each other, like in the same I, room, I mean, I don't we don't it. look alike. But I think we're also like, it's more of like a build. We're like thin, ethnically kind of right ambiguous, and we're kind of have like a chill, nice vibe. Yeah, I think it's that more than anything. I don't see. I mean, you still look Italian to me. <laughs> I don't even see the the, North the Moroccan. The, you're Moroccan, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm half, so that's probably why. I watched a 90 Day Fiance, and uh, one of the guys, one of the Moroccan guys, was dating a very large white woman, and uh, I just always think about that when I remember you're Moroccan. You ever I, watch 90 Day Fiance? No. It's basically this is a guy in a new relationship watching these shows. I mean, this was old me. 90, old you. This is uh, old relation. Ninety Day Fiance is basically, in a nutshell, an American dating a foreign person, and one of the people wants to go to the other country. So and it was it's, it's a very. It just so happened that he was a young Moroccan stud with just a freaking odd, you know, very middle America white woman. Did it work out? I don't think so. Damn. I mean, it might have. I, I kind of just, you know, I'm not, I don't. You kind of faded off. I don't follow shows through. Unless, you, until you, ha- I, I was single watching it. Single watching versus relationship watching. I have a girlfriend now, Mandy. 
when you have a girlfriend or a wife, maybe you can attest, I you finish shows. I just finished Farmer Meets a Wife. Or Farmer Wants a Wife. It's just I think she's incepting you with wife stuff. I mean, as it, when you're in a relationship, you need TV. You need <laughs> you need you need <laughs> Well we a, did like uh White Lotus. Did you do that? Dude, that show could not have pissed me off more. Well, I loved it. Dude, I hated the lack of information each episode, which you build anger, and I watched it out of stubbornness to be like, you tricked me, I'm just going to go until I know, like the last episode where it's all going to come together. I mean, everything came together the last episode. There was a few like, like breadcrumbs of information, but I think it was a lot of filler with beautiful scenic shots and no information. And then it was just people annoyed and want to watch till the end. And like a lot of good comic relief, I thought, especially in the first season. The grandpa was funny. I thought the grandpa Yeah, the grandpa was funny in season two. The Armand character was good. Which one was Armand? He was just a guy who's like pissed off at the entitled people coming and asking him for stuff. And then he eventually does drugs and like ruins his life. Was this first season? Yeah. Oh, I watched second season. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Watch the first season. Then, Then you can hate on it. Yeah, I'll watch the third season because I have a feeling. But last episode episode was good. But tell me about your podcast, like, because is it changing formats? Dude, I took a hiatus for a bit. So Latif knows all my creative ventures. I've bothered him on hikes plenty of times with all the things I think I'm gonna do and or try to to do. But forever, as you guys know, the podcast was just me talking, which I'm still gonna do. I just thank need, God. Yeah, I mean, I need a, I need a, ve- I need a vomit, and I can't take it out on a poor guest to watch me just go crazy. But long story short, I, I like to do a little backstory. I think with having my peers on now, I don't need to do as much research. Although I have thought of some questions or topics to talk about, but I mean, it's just us shooting the shit. I don't want. I think people like watching. Said this last episode. I think people like watching interactions these days, not as much as they like to watch the individual. Just spew shit although when i'm being weird i think people enjoy it yeah i think you get to kind of be more of a fly on the wall when it's two people it's like you're kind of hanging out not saying anything when it's two people when it's one person it's a little challenging i've never listened to a one-person podcast There's maybe a, a couple episodes of the bill burr one but his, not, it's, not much and even with bill burr who i'm a huge fan of it just gets like boring and i feel like even with me i'm like people can take me ranting for what five minutes and even i can take myself ranting for 15 it's a good exercise. I've done a few solo eps on the Patreon oh. of my It's Show Business pod. And, you know, you, you're like, oh, wow, I can actually talk for so a Latif, good chunk of time. Latif's a podcaster. It's Show Business podcast. I was on twice. You were the first guest. First guest. And I was on another time. I mean, I was thinking about it in the shower today. You had a you have a pretty star-studded cast of, of guests on that. Yeah, we had Taylor Tomlinson, Mac, Mark Normand. Uh, who else was big? Uh, Shang. Shang, oh yeah, Shang, Jamie Kennedy. Uh, I mean, you had a, the list. Anwar. Did you feel like, and this is what I'm actually uh, every like a podcast or whatever I do. My my solo podcast was for me to get good at ranting and thinking of the next topic in my brain. Um, this one, I'm actually trying to get better at just social interactions and talking to people and not and letting other people talk and listening. Ironically, I'm talking this whole time, but uh, <laughs> but it's like. Did you feel like you grew as like a person talking to people or like what did you learn? I mean, from doing the first one till I mean, I don't know what episode how many you did, but well, I think you learn like just being good at conversation and right. interviewing. Uh, you learn vocal dynamics, not to be just super monotone, right. kind of like alternate your voice because you end up editing your own voice for a lot of it, and you're right. like, ugh. 
you learn editing, like uh, camera angles, like lighting. It's kind of like a crash course in media production because you're basically doing like a talk show, you know, on your own and mm. learning it all. Uh, booking, you know, how to book guests. You kind of it's it's a great experience, if nothing else. I mean, it's great. That's why I told myself. I mean, it's very frustrating because I'm impatient, but but now I've actually moved on to a, a buddy podcast with me and my friend. Oh, that's right. Tom. I'm sorry. So we we actually do a new pod called uh, Techno Hollywood. So he's a big techno DJ in Berlin. I don't care about techno music, but uh, he's getting me into it. And he's on tour. Like I do comedy. We kind of just connect with our different stories. So you is it a Zoom one or are you guys together in the same room? Uh, he's in LA a lot. So we did like the first six or seven in person. Right. And now uh, we do them over Riverside, which actually works great. And, oh, I saw the ad for that. Uh, yeah, Riverside, whatever. Sponsor us. Yeah. But it's good. It's it's actually nice to not book guests. So and I'm really enjoying it. We have had we had one guest on Joplin, who's a techno artist DJ. And uh, we're going to have another German comedian on. We thought about maybe only having German guests on. That's Because it would be kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, but it's doing great. And we have a little segment called German English where he breaks down like a funny German phrase in English. And that, those are doing really well. So Let me step back and I'm, I'm going to call myself out. You yeah. said you don't – you are you kind of like not having guests? I like not two of having – we have guests once in a while, but we're not reliant on booking a guest. So I don't have to scramble to book a guest. I did feel at a certain point with – it's show business, which is in a little bit of a hiatus right now. I might bring it back. I might not. But it was just a lot of pressure to get the guest. And then you get a bigger guest. You're like, oh, that one does even better. Then you're like, try to get a bigger guest. And then right. you feel weird when you do a, like a lesser known guest you actually want to talk to, but the numbers aren't as good. And so it ends up, you're kind of like chasing fame in a way. I mean, I get it because it's, I, for example, today, going back to your first, I mean, I spent all freaking morning editing clips this that, and the other and then you post it and you're it doesn't do well so then you're annoyed you learn all this stuff you take it it's like so much legwork behind the scenes and then you do it um i've yet to i mean i'm i'm trying to just enjoy like in the in you know talking to friends on it at first being fun i mean that's the thing too it's like you get these guests on i was like i want to make sure i like the people and i'd rather almost stick to that for the time being i mean I'm hoping to get just people to want to watch it for whatever reasons. But, I mean, eventually you have to get the guests. To- yeah, tune in for you, and then the guests will give you a nice bump and maybe discover Because it is about building the Maddie brand at the end of the day. Have you ever had a big guest that you wanted that did, that said, no, I can't do it? Um, no, I, some don't respond. Nate, you want to name a name right now? We'll bleep it. Not really. There's probably too many to name, but... I like podcasts because I was like, there's topic. I mean, if we were like... To, when the camera's some... not on, people are willing to say more shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, with my podcast, one of the things I always did is I, if people like, especially with comics, if they said bad things about other comics, I always took it out. Oh, that's right. Because I was like, even if you feel that way in the moment, like things change. And I would hate this to like live on and like you have a problem with someone. I'm trying to be more positive. I mean, that's a good thing. To say. I'm trying to, speaking of just shit talking, I'm trying to be more positive. I feel yeah, like. I've noticed the more positive energy from oh, you. Oh, it's funny because I feel like. Are you meditating? I've What's been going on? So negative lately. <laughs> I mean, complaining is so easy. It's like the easiest thing. It's almost like a bottomless well. You get nothing from. It. You feel like venting would make you feel better, and then I kind of step back and I go, "I've been bitching for like a month." I remember on one hike, I told you I was like, we were talking about some situation. I was like, "Imagine if this scenario happened, how would you feel?" Like you'd probably be annoyed. He's like, and you're like, "I'm annoyed. You just bringing it up." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Yeah, <laughs> 
It's a bad habit. I mean, but it's weird. We're in a profession that almost encourages complaining and finding issues and things. So it's weird. You're like playing with fire and you try not to let that bleed into just everyday thoughts. You can compl- I think uh, constructive complaining is part of comedy, right? Yeah. Sometimes I, I feel We're kind bad. of complaining on stage. Like, can you believe this happened? I mean, it's or? all Dave Ryan. It's a flapper said comedy's complaints and confessions, which, uh, you know. I think it is, but uh, but then you know no one wants to hear you brag. I mean, when people being around somebody who's bragging, you're just like, I fucking hate you. Yeah, I can't hear it. You have to word a brag so poetically, so it just sounds like you're, you know, it has to be so outrageous that you know you're being ridiculous. It's or, either that, or you have to just be very like, or like, oh no, it's nothing. Like, yeah, right. anything in between is gross. There's so many gross ways to have a conversation that you're just like oh stop i used to date a girl and she would be like i'm i'm really hot and i'm just like i want to be like you're a disgusting wench (laughs) that was like my first thing i wanted to say like it's weird when you when as a i don't know if it's just me but like when i hear somebody say something so uh, congratulatory of themselves i want to just think and and i want to argue the why the opposite is more true than what they just said yeah, I mean, it says probably a lot about how they're feeling, maybe insecure at the 100%, moment. but it's like, and you should be like, you know what, I, I, see, I can sense the red flags of your insecurities, but in the moment, I want to be like, here's 10 <laughs> reasons why that's not true. Everything just becomes a top 10 list with you. You're just like, I, I'm, I'm going to make a little video about this later. Dude, we're in a field. I mean, like, you've heard comics get off stage like, I just crushed, and I want to be like, did you just hear the crap? What did you hear? <laughs> what were you listening? I mean, and I hate to even, even me, this sounds like I'm talking down on them because... Like, I'll get off stage, like, that was fun. I think there's, like, words you have to say. Like, as a comic, when you get off stage, if you did really well, you should say, that was fun, yeah. not I did great. I've never heard someone say, I just crushed. Oh, my God. I fucking, I mean, uh, you want to hear some bleeps right now? <laughs> no, don't don't make yourself bleep anything uh, out. No, I'm not going to. But. I've, like, rarely heard that. Usually, what like, I hear a lot of, like, people saying, like, oh, I was not that good when they were good. I was like, oh, that was went really bad. I was like, no, you're great. That's good. I mean, that's my thought every. Maybe you need a new circle of friends. I think I do. I mean, this with this podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm is, out. This podcast is called the interview, and it's just trying to find a new group of. Which that would be hilarious. Which friends stay in your life? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good idea. It's just a <laughs> really good idea that's not happening now. It's like the NCAA ro- uh, tournament. I just have a list of people, and then it's like you pair them up. And by the last guy, I go, just so you know, you're my best man at my wedding, and he's like, I don't even want to be here, and I'm like, you won. The series. You're like, I freaking Your best you. man's Gonzaga. That's funny. Uh, you're speaking of best man. You're a married guy. How's, uh, who's your best man? It was my roommate in from Vancouver. Really? Yeah. Wow. Came down for it and everything. Did you have a bachelor party? I did, yeah. Bachelor, was it a good one? I feel like bachelor parties are either like, there's like three tiers. It's either wild. No, it's like two. It's either wild or just like so so. I felt it was very adult, but it, I, what I enjoyed about it, it was like, hangover style where it was like oh really before the wedding so we went down did it came back got married uh like right before the wedding yeah oh like a day or two before yeah like came back the next day married we did that to for my buddy adam i was the best man at that wedding and uh because uh, his original wedding actually was supposed to be in england it got canceled because of covid and we're gonna do this like big london fucking bangers and mash style i love london never been oh it's so great i gotta go uh It'd be cool to like do a comedy show there or something. I, I'm worried. Why? I don't know. I feel like I'd go to another country and I'm worried to go to Toronto. 
Why? You've been, I don't you've know. Been crushing. Dude, when I think you, of like, you probably have a lot of fans in Toronto. I, I have actually a solid amount where I'm like, I think do I comedy can, bar. I you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I one of the biggest problems I don't know where to go. Comedy bar. All right. Well, when I think of Canada, I don't know what it is. I just I feel like there's, and I don't even say anything that's super American. I mean, I you're don't, from Connecticut. It's basically Canada. That's what I'm saying. And it's weird because I think you could I, be Canadian. Forget Caleb. And I was like, I either get along with people from Connecticut or Canada. And I was like, they act the same. Yes. It's hockey. Like a, we like, we, we're kind of like homebody people. We're just not, you're pleasant. You're a nice guy. Canada is Connecticut in the sense like, yeah, as down for the people. Don't worry about it. It's rolling dumpsters. They're just getting trash out of my fucking place. Um, where it, you know, same personality, and people don't believe that they're ghettos areas of Canada as they don't believe there's ghetto areas of Connecticut. But uh, I know now, just from hearing more comics road stories about how crazy Connecticut is, Canada. Yeah, there are some bad areas. When I hear someone like, it's just oh, different from America. When I hear like Toronto people trying to act like, like you know, like when I hear Drake's stories or like stories of Toronto, I'm just like, I mean, but you're Tor- you're Canada. Yeah, but all Americans feel that way. You have puddles of syrup on the ground. <laughs> like, just a very whimsical assumption of your country, but... Yeah, I mean, I think you should go. I think you'd do really well in Toronto, possibly Vancouver. I'll definitely try, but... Um, yeah, because you, you, you're you really good at stats. Like, I see you, like, polling people for where to tour. Oh, dude. And, like, saying, email me. I'm Every a... time I watch your hustle, I'm like, ah, oh, I should be doing that. That's fun. I'm glad, I'm, you know, it's the good thing to hear because lately, like I said, the negative world, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Because it's so easy to see the person further than you and you're just like, what the heck? What am I doing? Well, I'm not doing enough. And then I, and you ever just like panic post, whether it's like me bugging strangers for emails or just throwing an old video, which I did on the way to the gym. I was hopped up on pre-workout, wasn't <laughs> ready for this podcast, just fucking firing out old videos. I'm just like, Yelling at myself, I'm not filming enough, but yeah, it's good. sometimes it's good to hear. Outside sometimes work. I panic text like bookers and stuff. I'm like, hey, here's my dates. Blah. Oh, dude, and then yeah. and then you look like you're like, fuck me, I look like a thirsty asshole, which is not a good look. But what were you texting me about yesterday? You're like, this is our cold open. Oh, I was just because I didn't have a spot and she was doing her podcast at the time of your show. Okay. And I was like, I was gonna go, and then I was like, well, let me see if they have a cold open because I know. But why don't you? I didn't understand what you were saying. You didn't say, hey, can I cold open? I guess I thought I were. Coffee thing, you get okay. one. You get one question. You're like, do they allow cold opens? I was like, I guess. Oh, I meant. Well, I was like, is there one for your show? And then you said no, and I was like, I don't think I was specific enough. No, you weren't, because you were like, oh, there's not one. And then I was like, oh, maybe he meant like, oh, there's not one. Do you want to do it? And then I wrote, see, dude. Oh, that. Oh, that. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Was and that's how I took it? Where you're like, is there a cold open? You so no. And then I was like, oh, are they allowing one? Meaning, did the club say you can have a cold open? Well, they tried to, uh, they gave me already one person to book. And then then I, f- I feel really bad, but I forgot about one person that I had booked. And they're they like, oh, yeah, I'm coming. I don't see myself on the flyer. I was like, oh. So I was already over. Yeah. But they would allow. And then they tried to give me a cold open. Uh, and I was like, I can't do it. They tried to give me like a house cold oh, open. And I was like, we're over. Like, Which is weird because there was on the show behind. But. I didn't know that at the time. So I didn't know this show after that they canceled the entire show after our show until like the show started. You just kept that shit going. So I could have kept it going. Yeah. Mark Hayes did. He just gets, dude, he'll just keep adding people at the end. The sound guys don't like it though. I know. Um, I added one guy and they were like, no. I don't know if I said this, but, but Latif is also a stand up comedian. We didn't really give me a good intro. Yeah, I know. Let's do the intro. Hey guys, welcome back to the new episode of the Maddie Chamber podcast. Returning guest, Latif Dayor, stand up comic. 
dad, husband, uh, music engineer, ex music engineer, ex music engineer, future uh, s- uh, startup financial advisor. Who I knows? Mean, the hat, a lot of stuff. You got a lot of hats. I have too many hats. What's I think because I like a lot of stuff. What's your favorite hat to wear? I don't have a favorite hat. It's like asking a favorite kid. Yeah, that's true. You got to just say, I love them all, even though you damn well know. <laughs> I just saw on a podcast, you have three lives. You have the public life, your private life, and your secret life. Ooh. That was me just stealing from, what the fuck was that? It was some dude on Joe Rogan. Like your internal life? Uh, I guess the public life is like, you know, the one that you, not you, but like, uh, like straight, if I'm in public, people see me, maybe they're acquaintances, private life is close friends. So like, you know, more about me, you know, I'm willing to tell you X, Y, and Z, and then you have your secret life, which just sounds pervy, but in the secret world, you have that list in your head. You have the hat list, but but in the private, semi-private, semi-public world that we're in right now. I feel like the world has changed now where it's all one thing. And the more you are embracing of the one thing, the more happy you are. Because we're all being recorded. Like, What's what I'm saying? You're, we're merging like three – the camera – like if <laughs> – Like look at us. We are, like we know a lot about each other, but we're, now we're doing it publicly. But if you go outside and you're, you act like an asshole, someone's going to film you. Like you're just on all the time, and that can be draining. It's, it's terrifying. But it is also, it's like you kind of just should be yourself in a way. Yeah. I mean, and I do you think a part of us is assuming more people are watching than they are in the sense of like, I don't know if you've ever, like, I'll feel this where with my social media, I put a bad post, I do a dumb thing. And I'm like, oh, these people think I'm stupid. And then you you drive to the gym or you're, as you're working out or whatever, you're, you're like, or maybe people don't even give a give They a don't shit. care. I, I, I think I've told you the story, but sometimes I'll do a show and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to do this old joke, but I'll do it, whatever. And I do it, and then someone will be like, oh, my God, like, I didn't know you had kids. Like, someone that I know I've performed in front of, like, maybe 10, 30 times. And I'm like, oh, you're just not paying – like, no it's one's paying insulting. attention. No one cares. Like, that's, like, half my act. And they're like, oh, so you're just like – it's all in our head. Like, nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll post stuff, and people always say, this is your best video. And I was like, if you knew me – you know I'm crying because I posted this ten times already, <laughs> and I'm miserable right now because they they just don't. But know. little do they know, with that backhanded compliment, it did make it's me not feel a backhanded compliment. No, but it makes me feel better. You're like, no, as much as I'm like, oh, they don't even give a shit. But them not giving a shit makes me realize, oh, no one's paying attention as much as I thought. I was. Th- we were there at we were at um, Laurel Tavern with Jeff Die when he was saying, hey, you should be reposting all these videos. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, he was, he was oh going, my God. he was going through your feed and being like, dude, like take this one and post it again. Take Jeff this one, Dye. post it again. And you did that and it changed your whole game. You, Jeff Dye resurrected me that night. <laughs> and now he's created a monster because I haven't done a new video in fucking months. But enough about me. Um, yeah, you're, I do want to talk about, see so what I'm trying to do with this podcast. I think all my friends are super interesting, and I want people to hear their stories because that's what why LA's cool. Your comics, we're all funny. I don't want to just talk about stand up. I mean, you're a Grammy nominated music producer, engineer, engineer. It was Grammy for engineer, but yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was making sure you're listening. Uh, I mean, let's. I don't even know much about that. Like, what, what? Who's the artist? Wasn't Wiz Khalifa? I mean, I I mastered Wiz Khalifa's first mixtape. I've worked with Black like, and Yellow. Were you in on that? Um, I did not do Black and Yellow. That was after me. But I 
at that time I was working for the label. Wiz Khalifa, so. I still find myself putting his songs on my favorites list. He's got a lot of good, he's good still, songs. He might be not like what, you know, the Wiz from Black and Yellow era, but the dude still is putting out hits. Yeah, so just to clarify, so I worked, I've worked, i worked on songs that have been nominated for Grammys, but me, myself, I was not nominated for a Grammy. But When you say worked on a song, like, I mean, it's like it, this, cause it, do they different... give you a part of it and go, hey, blend this? Um. I've done different roles. So I've done producing, mixing, and engineering. So right. like engineering and mixing is more like, hey, engineering is like the recording of the album t- mm-hmm. typically. So you're working with the artist in the studio. Mixing is like when you mix the record. So someone you're either mixing the record you recorded or they're handing you all the parts. It's funny. I was with Chappelle Lacey. He was on the show last night. And he was telling me all about his band. Oh, and he's yeah, working yeah, on yeah. a project. So we really bonded over talking about music studio stuff because he's in the studio right now. And um, Big punk guy. Big punk, yeah. And he played me some of his records and it was really good. But um yeah, so and then producing is kind of like directing. You're like, do it again one more time, and you're kind of re- responsible for the project. Right. And then writing is like either the words and melody, or if you're a hip hop producer, it's writing the beat or making the beat. Do you have an ear for music? I do, yeah. Because I don't uh I can read music. I used to play the viola, but a lot of what I did I would say the peak of my engineering, I was working with like Kelly Rowland, Mary J. Blige, stuff like in the studio where it would usually just be me and them and we would just record their vocals. And I'd be like, hey, take this take again. Let's go through it. Let's you know make it better. And so you have to have an ear for it. Have you ever had pushback from like one of the stars? I've like, had pushback. Everyone has pushback, but you know, it's kind of like... Is it more of like just fucking do it and let's see, this, let's compare the two? I don't know if it's just fucking do it, but it's more like, I think that's what... Actually, just imagine you on the other side of the glass. You press the button to just let them hear you. Hey, Mary, uh, just fucking do it. <laughs> there, was, there was one story about the button I was working with. Uh, this is when I was more junior. I was like a second engineer to um, the main engineer because I used to work with Nickelback. Don't hate me. But they're actually really nice guys, and they Bro, don't deserve all the hate. When so, people hate Nickelback, that's like... It's like it's such a trope. That's like buying thing. into a trend, like doing the Dougie or some shit. It's like yeah. equivalent to like something that's like... It's so stupid, and everybody like piles on. I'm like, no, they're still a. I mean, they're probably billionaires, if I had to guess. Very rich, but yeah, um, not billionaires. There was one time, you know, you can either record in the booth, someone's in the booth, or someone's right next to you. And sometimes right. you come in with a guitar into the control room to play, and you all have headphones on, but you have the talkback mic, and you're so used to hitting it and being like, one more time. And I remember the main engineer, we were so, so tired. He goes, one more time. But he's like right here, and we all just like cracked up. <laughs> to me, that's like the recording studio was the first like comedy club for me. Like it was so fun, and everyone's just ripping on each other. Like because you're in 20- there forever. We were there like all year. This is like no phones, and you're just stuck like working on this thing. All I don't know, stuck, but it's fun. You're there twelve hours a day. You're ordering sushi together, and it's like you're bonding, and like everyone's just making jokes, and it's like it's such a good time. When I was in high school, my friend was, uh, he tried rapping and his basement was, he would record raps in there and we'd always hang out and he would speak. Raps in Connecticut? Oh yeah, dude. He was a white rapper. His name's J-Drop. He was really, dude, I swear to God to this day, I stand by it. If he kept doing it, I think he would be like a successful rapper. Like he's just, he was, I I would play his music and maybe I will on this thing. He was so good, but I remember we would hang there and he, we'd smoke and drink and shit and he would freestyle. Maybe I would do a little ad-libs in the background. <laughs> Just you're like you're like the puff daddy or dude i was exactly that take that take that um but uh 
And then it's funny because then I watched Dave the show with yeah. Little Dicky, and I saw their their like environment of all the smoking and shit. And I was like, Dave oh, that must be the party. So accurate to music business, it's ridiculous. Which is good because we I, the only entertainment I know is stand up. So to watch, like it goes from like him being a quote unquote like open micer type. It, it it ramps up quick the way yeah. like the way uh, crashing did with Pete Holmes. Yeah. But if you slowed that down, I'm like, oh, I can see where that would have been a year or two. That's a year or two. And they when he goes into the, if you watch the other seasons or just mm, the first one, I stopped at I think the, the after that like he, there was like that famous Chinese or Korean or whatever okay. female. I think that was the last season I watched. Okay, but so before that, there was a moment when he goes into the studio and he plays the record. Right. And it's just like this crazy. Th- record and it's like offensive and he goes this is the record and i'm not changing it <laughs> i've been in that meeting a million times with like a, a up-and-coming guy just like anyone playing the record and like this is this is like and, and i'm just being like this is it and i'm not changing it that's seinfeld that's george this oh, is yeah. the show oh yeah <laughs> we're not changing it i didn't even get that ref he wow. probably that was probably a, a seinfeld ref little bit underneath tucked underneath you know he's doing he's dropping comedic things and he's like no one got that yeah he goes they thought i was serious (laughs) but yeah he's this is the show it's gonna be on tv and then the executive goes not yet (laughs) very good with your seinfeld you could be on uh tuesdays with stories oh dude when i uh, when i watch that i'm like that's like the major leagues of quoting seinfeld i'm like i could be on that you could be yeah yeah i mean i wish i was yeah, I love Dave. It, they just did it really well. That and Atlanta did it too. I don't watch Atlanta. They they nailed a lot of the music business stuff too. Yeah, music's interesting. I mean, but again, uh, yeah, a lot of white rappers in Connecticut. It's a, it, I don't know what it was. Well, it was it's a lot of whites in general, right? Oh yeah, uh, dude. Honestly, not if you. I tell everyone this when when they're like, "What's Connecticut?" I'm like, every state is the same. We have strip malls. You have more some of this race, some of that race. Connecticut. In my hometown, Meriden, we just so happen to have a big Puerto Rican and black population. My high school was, I mean, it, white was not the predominant rate. I mean, it was pretty mixed. Okay. So it's always funny, like, every kid, we'd graduate high school, they'd probably be in freaking uh, community college, whatever, co- I mean, doing the prerequisites. I feel like every kid at the age of like 22, 23 just tried like a stab at rapping at one point, And you just see them putting it on Facebook, and I'm like ballsy move <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing is like um i probably was i never saw people putting it on facebook like facebook because when i was or youtube but I, you know yeah 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 that's interesting because that because now you're committed oh dude now people know and that's then you like have one you... level it's like just below face tattoo it's like putting it on facebook i mean and then you're like i have and you to... have a name you're like I'm yeah. a little drop. I'm J- a little smoke. He was J Drop. I knew a guy named Miliano. I knew, um, I mean, all these like rap names. And I'm like, you're like a rapper now. Your family knows. They were, I mean, some like. Your family knows. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, people. <laughs> that's like when, sta- I mean, at least with stand up, I think stand up and rap are very similar. It's because your first, w- the first thing you show to the public is just cringe. And everyone's like, Jesus Christ, what is he doing? And then you, now you're chasing. Rap is more cringe, though. Oh, I always say, and I always say, like, I like because uh, you're becoming someone else in a way. Where stand up, you're just kind of becoming more of yourself. But I think like Lil Dicky did it well. Where it's yeah. kind of like his like silly alter ego versus like this serious like 
I mean, my friends would rap about like shooting guns and like and you know popping people, and I'm like, you live at your house with your mom. See, that's not good. But I but think- it was like fake. It was just fake. You know, but just repeating what they hear in the songs they like. Right, it's like emulating a, a baseball player's batting stance, but with but rap not... and, and shooting <laughs> guns and fucking your bitch. And I'm like, you're not. You've done none of those. That's why I think what I like about Drake is that he makes fun of himself. That's Have you seen wh- that man on the street when he dresses up? No. And he, he puts on like uh, all this makeup and he goes out and you can't tell it's him. <coughs> and he interviews people, being like, "What do you think about Drake?" It's like, like, oh, Drake sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, uh-huh, yeah. And then he just keeps interviewing them. I think you have to have a, that level of self-awareness with ra- rapping or stand-up where you have to, like, almost shit on yourself. So people... It's fun. Like, to not take yourself seriously is endearing. Oh, 100%. And I think he does that really... He did a commercial where, like, he's all dressed nice and then he's drinking... He's advertising his drink or whatever, some champagne or whatever. And then he, like doesn't get the girl in the ad that's funny he like goes and she's like no excuse me and like goes off with like his dad or something that's creative and you're just like that's cool that's fun i like what take and he's canadian come on he is canadian good guy views of the six is the six uh toronto i guess i'm from vancouver i don't know i think so it must be right i'm learning more about uh canadian geography so because there's also on the six jennifer lopez but she's not from toronto Jenny from the Block. That's all I know. On the Six. On the Six was her first album. I still think Canada. I mean, my my thoughts on it are just like you're. You gotta go. Have you? Ever I gotta been? tell you right now on my email list. I just lump Canada as one. <laughs> you're gonna be the most disorganized tour. Oh, dude, it's called. It's like saying L.A. and Chicago are one. It's called. I thought this was St. Louis tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. I know. I just keep saying the wrong. I sell merch at the wrong state. But uh, what was I saying? Oh, speaking of like being self-aware. See, I like rap. I mean, certain artists can do that. You ever watch uh, Billy on the Street? I like when he has like a art, like a famous actor with him, and then they go to a stranger. They go, um, "Do you like Rob Lowe?" And the person's like, "Who's that?" And then he's standing there, and you see it hurt a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, <laughs> just the pain of just like kind of. Uh, well, especially celebrities that are not important anymore. I mean, that's the... Or just not known for, to a different demo. Because what is celebrity to the next generation? It's not even TV. Dude, you can be the biggest person of your generation, and the next generation can look at you and be like, who the fuck is that guy? That's just normal. That's life. But you that's know? like, it's outside looking in, you're like, oh, that must suck. There's John and Wayne I, Airport, but like people probably don't even know who he is. Dude, they changed Bob Hope. It's just LA Airport now. What? They Bob Hope Airport's not called Bob Hope. The Burbank Airport. one. It's called like the Hollywood Airport. Oh yeah, they just got rid of them. Yeah, they. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can have an airport named after you, and you're fucked. I always wonder what naming rights. Do they, how does that work? You just like pay all this money to be named, and then they're like, ah, we're done with you. It must have been like a donation thing. Like, a... actually, it's probably honorary. He probably didn't pay to become the airport. But he, I think, because all his shows were done in Burbank. Burbank's actually kind of dope because like Johnny Carson was I, there. Burbank was, there. Burbank was my first uh, place I lived out here. So I, it's, a, it's still like, kind of like old California that hasn't been developed in some streets. Like it'd be like a weird donut shop and like a chili place. With it's a, a gradient. Sign. You have you have like closer to the mountain. You have like the L the L A vibe. The people that couldn't afford living over the hill, and then you gradient back, and then you know you're in Pacoima, and you're like, this is this is Southern California that no one knows about. But downtown Burbank is like the Midwest. 
Oh, like by like uh, by like the Fernando's theater and Sin- like First Street. You're just shit. like you go there and you're like, whoa, what's but, happening? But again, I, yeah, it, it's funny. Like L.A., uh, I saw I I saw a more of a valley person. I mean, living over here is fun, but uh, you really upgraded. I like your new place. This is nice. Yeah, if if you guys don't know, I mean, I talked about it, but everyone you, knows your apartment. I went into your apartment for the first time. I'm like, oh, there's the plant. There's the table. No, what's bizarre is here I'm having a little bit of creative rut because I'm feeling out the place still. Mm. I don't have the door I used to walk through. You don't I, know the, you don't have the angles. I don't the angles are new. The lighting, I'm like, ah fuck, I'm not used to that lighting. And I swear to God, like I filmed one here though, and it did turn out well. And I was like, okay, that's promising. But it's still like the old place, it was like I knew where to go for what shot. You should go knock on their door. And be like, "Hey, it's me. You probably recognize me from my Instagram." Do like a Kramer tour. <laughs> what if I brought P? I paid people to go see my my old place. But I thought about. You know what I did, and I and I'm mad I didn't. And I was just so over moving. I was gonna do a video of me leaving, but I was like, that would be like my first sad reel. It'd be kind of cool. I should have. I thought about it and I was like, I know when it's like good because I'm like, oh, I felt something and I'm like, okay, that would have been a good one. Do you still have the door code? You could just go do it in the hallway? Bro, I can fucking break into that building like right now. I've thought about it. Let's go. I thought about it and then, I mean, I had a wild last couple weeks. My neighbor, she, I didn't think I told you this. So me and Mandy were FaceTiming in our, in my living room with my nephew. Mandy's laughing. It's an echoey place. She's loud. We're having fun. Everyone's loud. Uh, my neighbor shoots me a text. Hey, I see the preview at the top of the bar. She's like, hey, blah, blah, blah loud. Keep it down. Uh, it's 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Uh, no, the old oh, the place. place. Okay. 4 p.m. on a Thursday. I'm like, okay, I ignored it because the neighbor, she's a 40-year-old vet of the building. They think because they lived there 12 years. They have seniority. Like, uh, they, they think it's their they yard. They have tenure. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is you're not a senior. and I'm, you know, like, You're just a loser. Um, I hear a knock on my door. I'm like, it's about to go down right now. <laughs> and I open the door and she's like kind of doing that like fake polite but also like bitchy shit like, hey, I'm going to work call. And I, and I was like, I'm FaceTiming my family. I don't care. She goes, I'm, I, it's really loud. I go, I, I mean, everybody's loud. I, you know, we'll just deal with it. And then I go to shut the door and she jams her foot in the door and goes, tell your basic bitch girlfriend to shut the fuck up. And I literally saw red and I go, what the fuck? And then I slant. She did a thing. She didn't put her foot in the door where the jam is. She did the thing like when you put your, it like stops on your toe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like that little kid shit. And I fucking just, I almost broke my door because it pivoted hard, <laughs> but I shoved her foot back. I felt it like skidding, slammed it shut. And I was kind of was like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I did that. And, uh, yeah, it was this whole fiasco. I, I told my, my building manager, I'm like, Hey, just to let you know, I don't know how to handle this, but, the psycho called, and he was he was ready to call the cops on her because he's like, I've heard a lot of complaints about her. Yeah. Because these people in these apartment buildings and- Is this why you moved? No, no. We were, I mean, that was kind of like, we were actually looking like loosely. And then once that happened, I'm like, let's get this figured out because I can't do this shit anymore. That's funny. She went from like polite to like- a- Well, it was like a fake, like uh, when you're bought, you know, like- Why does a 40-year-old say basic bitch? It was cringy too. And mind you- there, there was one time she should have said like, "Oh, I, I'm gonna go unlike your reels." You're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, All right, man. Let's hey, work this out." Hey, hey. Mandy, <laughs> hang up, hang up the phone. This lady's talking crazy. No, uh, it was just 
I, I've heard she's had she's like complained about noise before. I mean, it's like when you're in an apartment building, I'm like, y- y- there you got it. There's like uh, a gray area of just dealing with it. I couldn't go back to apartments now because of like everyone smokes all the time. Yeah, I mean, like it seeps through all the walls. Like before, like since it's like the last, I'd say ten years, it's like everyone's smoking twenty four seven. I mean, I'd like to think they're transitioning to edibles with the, the whole shroom boom, as we call it. Um, I just made that up. That's all. <laughs> Should be in marketing. Shroom boom. Um, I think we messed up because we should have had a podcast together. I know we've talked. We about talked that. about that before I started my podcast. I think it would have been good because we both can go in any direction. It's on called backyard anything. six pack, and it's just us sitting. I've talked about. I have this weird fantasy where I want to have a yard and those like string lights, and I just want to sit in a chair by myself and drink a six pack. I don't know what it is that sounds. Like, just finish it. I just every episode I slam a six pack, <laughs> dude. I would probably do that and just develop a huge problem. I mean, even now, I drink wine at night, and I'm like, this can't be Daily? Good. No, I'll take like a few days off, and then... But you're day, healthy. You're going to the gym. I'm trying. I mean... Uh, we talk about fitness a lot. We talk about investing. We talk about comedy. Talk about other people. You, I mean, we know the same people. You, I, since COVID, Latif and I, I mean, when we couldn't do shit, we'd hike every day. Uh, fitness became... I started doing P90X. Oh, yeah. You gave me the videos? I ripped it, gave it to him. <laughs> basic we're very white collar criminals right now just sharing tony horton's success um but anyways got big into fitness you i think surpassed me way more in the whole dietary world i've kind of gone i kind of go full on when i get into something so yeah now i'm like logging my you still calories in like with the scale and stuff i meal prep um you still do that you still log it? And I just started a, a new app that my friend put me on called Lose It, which is a, not a great name, but it's like My Fitness Pal, but way smoother. And it's, just called, like, it's a virginity app. So. <laughs> it's called Lose It. He's actually trying to tell me something else. But so, so hookers. You just put a... It's it's great. It's great. Oh, you sent, was that the one you sent me? I sent it to you. I was so yeah. excited about it. And then I use Strong for the the workouts, and I track all my workouts. Yeah, your chest workout was pretty intense. I was at the gym today. I did uh, arms real quick. Yeah, yeah. So I try to go I try to go to the gym like I go six days a week, and then my rest day I just do cardio. LA Fitness, right? LA Fitness. Who's the most annoying gym goer, do you think? Oh, there's so I have so much gym beef. I'm going to give you th- I'm going to give you two, maybe no, three. There's there's not even a question of who it is. It's the music out loud guy. Here's the three. I'm going to start with music out loud guy. Guy who was doing a circuit with all the dumbbells, uh, dancing in the mirror guy. I don't have dumbbell circuit guy or really. Dancing. No, I have I have a video stand guy. That's annoying. Never seen video stand. No, guy. like a like a full uh, like, like he's selfie like an stick in- influencer. Yeah, influencer taping, but for sure music. And there's just one guy who just puts it on full blast. Just. He just wants someone to say something. Oh, he's like, you think he's like trying to start shit? Oh, yeah. And he's like the same guy who goes and says like, are you, are you done with that? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on the bench. He's like, and he kind of makes a face like you're, I'm like, I'm in between reps, man. Like, what do you want? And then, the, and then the, he turns into, I'll just stand here and wait till you're done. I've had a guy where I'm like warming up on bench press and he's like, are you almost done? I go, I'm just starting. He goes, okay, cool. And then he proceeds to just stand there. And I've never taken so long in my life. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you just, you're going to watch a full chest workout. You're uh, going to add different exercises. Oh, dude, I don't, I mean, get a, just do something else. I mean, I go in the morning now because it's so busy. Like, try to, 
Try to get on the flies, the cable, yeah. anything, the cable machines. For I think ca- about 10 people understand the issues and they sh- are really resonating with this. The other people are probably like, I don't They're bored by it. But I mean, if you're, if you're, uh, you know, taking a bunch of weights, asking people, I mean, there's gym etiquette and it's like, it blows my mind because in the most self-conscious place on earth, you're willing to go to that level. You're a true sociopath. Yeah, there's there's been or like sometimes I'll go to a machine and I'll start on it. I'll be on my my second set right. and someone comes over and says, "Oh, I was using that." Right. I was like, "You've been gone for 15 minutes." And he's and you see like his little water bottle near the thing or like a bag and I'm like, "All right." I think a new thing I'm seeing at the gym is couples not only that work out together, but there's a rest period of affection where oh, I haven't seen that. Where I'm like, "That's gross." I mean, it's like I get going to the gym together and then I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I and well, it's weird because I want to complain, and then like in LA, I feel like sometimes depending on the type of whatever. But you go to the Hollywood one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a little. Like I'm working out, and these two dudes are just making out. I'm like, I I can't work out like this. I was like, this is insane. Because it's just a, well, it's just kind of like a public. You're like, how is, you know? But if I said something, I can't, you know, I can't be. It can't be uh I think any any couple, no matter what it is, just like it's just like shut, yeah, we're working, shut it down. We're working out. Yeah. This is just like it's tough though. I mean, uh, working out, it's all diet. I mean, like I said, you're you're kind of further along. I'm trying to do the. I'm really teetering on this like whole new uh, healthy cheat meal thing we're working on, dude. I did like air fried uh, orange chicken. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know if it's worth. I mean, it's easy to gain muscle. It's to, it's it's a slim up is the hard part. I'm trying to slim up right now, and I was. It's like not working. It's really hard. It's, it's I hard. I mean, I mean, there's there's zero room for error. Like, I mean, we've talked about it. Having me slamming two glasses of wine last night, I was like, this set me back. <laughs> Because then you're puffy for a couple. I mean, that's the thing with COVID. I was really good because I wasn't drinking and you, you as well. And then you introduce drinking back in and you're like, oh, there's just a level with drinking that you'll never get below. Like as far as like here's being ripped, you can get there if you don't drink. Uh, but the second you bring it back, you just like start to swell. You like, Would you drink beer? Uh yeah, oh yeah now dude I'm just I have a white claw sitting right now yeah but white claws probably like less calories I some dude white claws are sketch I don't really? know what's up with those things I can drink six white claws and feel like literal dog shit or I can drink six beers and be like okay I'm fine but then why do you drink them you like you like the taste I don't know I'm addicted I think you might be addicted it's just a I mean it's like I don't know why I still feel like health conscious wise I'm like oh it's just a seltzer. But yesterday, like, it's interesting. I don't know where where I sit with alcohol because after the show last night, I was like, I kind of wanted a beer, but then I kind of didn't. I feel like everyone just goes home anyway. Like the show is over, everyone's like out, and you're just like, all right, well, I'm just I'm gonna go home too. The hanging like, comedy is not what you think. It the is. hanging, no, but post COVID, it's done. I mean, there's nothing. I, I I feel the same way. Even that night that we were all gonna get a beer, and then all they're our like brands, cleaning up around us, yeah, and we're like, trying to get the bartender's attention. You're, you're like, like, nah, this isn't beer environment. This isn't hang beer environment. This we look like junkies who are trying to get the last one in while they clean, and you're like, that looks fucking worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I mean I think right now. My favorite moments of drinking is just ripping wine at home as I'm making dinner. And, That's fun. And I'm like, I hate to say it, hits the best. I don't know if ripping is the best adjective for wine. I don't sip wine. I can't do we it. We rip it. I'll gulp that shit. I'll just take a, I mean, I can't. Swig it? Swig. Ripping is like for 
smoking on this house rip and wine rip wine <laughs> rip wine's actually a good name rip wine i think alcohol and it brand, comes in a can and you i should... really like what mark and sam did with their alcohol brand that was so smart who the hell's mark and sam mark norman and sam morell they have a, an alcohol one they have a bodega cat whiskey really yeah oh that's a good that's a very new york thing yeah what are we it's funny speaking of um, them in New York. I just got back. I did stand up. Oh in New yeah, York how the was first how time. was a uh, city winery? It was great. I mean, uh, I think for a venue that doesn't. I mean, they have like obviously rooms for performing, and I for a non comedy club show, I thought it was great. Um, New York had their shit together. I mean, it was like the the GM or whoever this guy Phoenix I mean New York stand up New York or New York Comedy Club uh no City Winery in New York Oh in New York okay. I did one there I mean they just had their shit together it's a uh, well known venue I Yeah Mulaney did his hour there Yeah it's crazy yeah. I mean he probably did the big room I did the small room but even the small room upstairs seats like 150 I sold 112 which I thought was pretty good Oh yeah room 112 I know room 112 ripping wine um but uh it was great I think but New York is a, a whole. I mean, it's funny they say Bodega Cat in L.A. People don't really know what that means, but like New York has such a distinguished uh, uh, personality. Seven Elevens creeping in though. What do you mean? Because bodegas are like the New York Seven Elevens, run oh. by like families or just a person. But the corporate Seven Elevens are creeping into New York. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't. I didn't go into any uh, bodegas. I saw them, and then I go, "Is that a bodega or is it?" Because like. Out here, what what looks like a bodega is a little sketch. But in New York, there's a trust, and people like they go to those things. So I mean, I kind of everything on New York is on the fly too. It's like I need a water. You just dip in there. Like you, you kind of like the convenience factor of having everything in hand is that's like the big. That's when people because I came to LA from New York, and that's the biggest thing. You're like, oh, convenience is just impossible. Oh, here, here it's not. Here, your convenience is being away from everything. I stopped at CVS on the way here, and I was like, it was just a nightmare. It's a piece. I mean, it's a dump. But even in New York, though, I thought late night food, yada yada. We get out. I did West Side Comedy Club. Third, I, I like West Side Comedy Club. They're very. Yeah. Um, the fact that they gave me a spot was great. Yeah. And then me and Mandy, they're were very welcoming. Super. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. Super hungry. Go to this place. Uh, it's probably like twelve o'clock or so. They hand us a menu, and I'm like, I'm dying right now. I'm like, can I get the burger? And they go, Oh, food's been done for like three hours. Like, why did you give me a menu then? Oh, that's where I was like, That's this isn't the New York I heard. I heard you guys <laughs> eat late, and next thing you know, we're... it's changed. I like because I did the comedy bunker show there. Where'd you do that at? I did it at the stand. Where's the stand? Now that I understand. Uh, the stand is like Manhattan. by not too far from Union Square off of 14th Street. Is it what? I think it's on 16th. Is it west or east? Uh, east. East. Okay. I e- stayed east my co- 16th. I say like I east. stayed on uh, Lower West Side. Lower West Side. Okay. Like, yeah. Like yeah. So se- th- 7th and like in the village. Okay. Yeah. In West Village. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like cross town and up a few blocks. Right. I do appreciate the. It is convenient, but it's funny. Me and Mandy took the train around. Dude, I should freaking out with the subway i was like i don't even know what way we're going i actually forgot my debit card do you not have a lot of new york experience i mean i would go to yankee games growing up but i'd never go in the city oh i think i went in the city like once and someone showed me around so i actually Mm. that was the first time i've actually navigated new york really i'm from Connecticut. that's very sad that's sad because you only post pandemic i know dude but uh oh dude one day we're running in i'm running late to the west side show i my credit card doesn't work i put my debit card in and said what's the pin i forgot it (laughs) 
I had to pull the thing out. And then, long story short, you can use Apple Pay on the subways now. Yeah. And I fucked up, but I, I mean, it's it seems cool riding the subway. It smells like shit. It's all everyone's doing it. You're like, oh, it's pretty, very convenient. I like it. And then we took a rental car to Philly and we sat in the seats and I go, this is why we drive. <laughs> it felt like this. And we were like, why are these seats so goddamn comfortable? Yeah. There's a like freedom in driving. And I was like, and even coming back like to here, I was like, I like New York a lot. And I could see myself going there for like a week, like kind of like what you've done in the past. But I, you know, I do like this. But people there have cars now. Like the the good New York experience is now living outside the city oh, and having a car. Yeah. It's kind of different. I do like it, though. I like the East Coast vibe. I think it's cool. The scene, I mean, the one show we did at Westside, it was good. I mean, I don't know what it was. I was like, I thought it was going to come in and people were just going to be fucking throwing haymakers of jokes and stuff. They were funny, but I was like, oh, it's L.A. I always put things on pedestals sometimes, and then you get there, and you're like, the crowd was a little timid, though, to be honest. I find the Westside Comedy Club's crowds to be a little rich and they were they're a little like lean back like it was, all right clown it was that vibe for yeah. a few jokes and i remember getting off stage and it was a good set it was a fun set uh and i was crushed like, yeah I, I mean it was like i got off stage and i was like it's weird they would laugh really hard at one part and then the other part where i'm used to getting a laugh they would be like <laughs> and i'm like it's fine i mean yeah. but i was like really i was like at that you didn't laugh at that but you laughed at this i had what i had a weird set last time i was there too it was just like oh i was like oh, okay that's interesting which is funny because then the next night i was like oh, i have to do a headlining set and i was just freaking out okay Dude, it, I, it went well yeah it was fu- nah. i no? mean it's like you get off stage and you're like i did it i mean that's the beauty of like now i'll be doing headlining you're like it's almost just like walking the plank you're just like i i I will be here in an hour. I don't know what type of human I'll be or how yeah. confident I'll be, but I'm, you're going to get through it somehow. There's things you learn. I think what the good thing now is, even though I've been headlining a little more, I'm taking this set and I'm going to be like, this I feel like is the beginning of like the chunks that you want in a headlining set. And I'm like, I want to go look back in three months and be like, this headlining set is better than it was then yeah because it was good there's good moments there was moments where i was like yeah they were kind of not into it but one thing you realize you're like you, you like the way your energy fluctuates theirs does too like halfway through the show they're just tired and then they kind of rip a couple drinks especially if you have like too many openers yeah and luckily i didn't i mean i just had the ho- this host connor mook he was really funny and then mandy so it was pretty like oh that's nice and tight yeah oh it was very good but Halfway through, they were still in a winery drinking. Uh, it wasn't like this, like, s- they were attentive. I think when I got up there, luckily, they kind of focused more. Um, but anyways. Were they there for you or there for a comic? Uh, me. I know, but, like, did they, like, because sometimes they buy headlining tickets, or do you think they were all your fans? Uh, I mean, I th- I think they were. It seemed after meeting everybody after the show, I'm oh, sure. That's awesome. I'm sure there was, what I'm Probably learning. Probably 80% your fans? What, I, what I'm learning is you have your friend your fans who then bring a friend who brings a friend right it's always like there's generations of like you know like i know maddie through so and so yeah i follow him uh this is my best friend and their roommate exactly yeah, so yeah, like yeah. i'm That's... in the meet and greet you meet the person that follows me and then you meet the person that now likes me hopefully what do you do in the meet and greet i mean i just stand out there i i'm i fucked up and didn't bring merch yeah so kind of going back to what we said earlier where we think everybody's paying attention. Like I assume – everybody assumes the worst. Like they read the email and deleted it. But yeah, yeah. Anywho. I said nope. I think with all this shit – I mean we're in a profession where it's like one day 
any of you can literally just start comedy. You can just go to a bar, sign up at an open mic and do it. So it's interesting, like a thing that takes you to actively pursue it can one day become a thing where you're like, even like headlining, you're like, I looked at Manny, I'm like, what the hell are we doing here right now? Like, this is psychotic. And I'm like, fuck. Like imposter syndrome? Oh, 100%. But you've been doing it, like you've been kind of on an upward trajectory for as long as I've known you. The person driving the bus doesn't see the upward trajectory. You just see the, da- the it daily It just grind. looks like a road still. Yeah. So, but, so when you're doing these... But then you'll look back at the end look, every year. That's, one of my favorite quotes is like, you underestimate what you'll achieve in 10 years and overestimate what you'll achieve in one. Right, right. So right. after 10 years, you look back and be like, look at all these things I've done. No, it's great. I think... Uh, you have a new apartment. You have a manager. Where I'm doing your new podcast or the old podcast. Or old podcast. That's old really, podcast in new a new makeup, format. New makeup. New plants. Same bitch, new makeup. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, I think that's going back to what I said earlier. I'm like, negative thoughts, chill. Don't worry about what other people are getting. Look at like making my headlining set better. Keep writing. Keep. I mean, don't get caught up in x y and z just i mean like i have those are like new ideas for videos I'm like just keep fi- oh this is cool keep filming just new ideas and just like put your head down the way i did you know when it all started happening and i'd like to see you meditate do you meditate i tried yeah yeah i think you'd be you in meditation like a maddie on meditation and then there's a voice in my head that goes pussy <laughs> <laughs> that's your connecticut no i've done it and then i just get so busy and i want to get back into it it's very dude when i have had some anxiety episodes i've actually downloaded headspace i'm not even sponsored by them and i was and i did it and i was like you do get you do learn that and it's today i thought i thought about it thoughts are like you can acknowledge a thought that's it's your uh, decision if you want to acknowledge a thought or not. And I heard the the Headspace guy, I don't know the owner, he goes, oh, a thought is like a cloud in the sky. I mean, you ignore all of them, but some you can like pay attention to more. So when you have like kind of negative thoughts or this, any other, it's like you literally, like when you meditate, you're just kind of like, they, they use counting. You acknowledge a thought and kind of just push it away. So uh, that's what kind of... I'm trying to... Ca- I'm doing a better job at catching myself of things that annoy me and just like letting it go and be like, just really being like, all right, what's the point of being annoyed by this? Yeah, I try to do just like... Just let it go. Exactly. And like, there's no benefit. But sometimes you're like... Oh, dude. Grenade, we're going. You know? Bro, <laughs> I have a temper. I have a huge... I told me, I'm like, I have a temper. I go, I like my temper because it's in my own cubicle. It Like, no one feels the wrath of it, thank God. But I'm like... I can flip out. I mean, literally, right before I, you got here, I was just. I like, kind of felt like you were falling apart when you were texting me yesterday about that spot. Luckily, I was then, like, no. I was like, what is happening? I think I was in between doing <laughs> shit, but dude, I, my temper, you don't even Not know. Not temper, but I, I was like, you're dealing with a lot or something. Like, what's going on here? I did a question mark. <laughs> Hello? Uh, oh, the question mark text is like, you're dead. To I mean, me. that's psychotic. Yeah. That the I mean, that was like AOL days. Remember AIM? Hit someone with a question mark. You're like, what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have a kid one day and be like, don't ever send a question mark. If you're going to learn from your father, no one likes that. <laughs> yeah, or the um, the worst is the bubble question mark. That's not even an option. Oh, dude, I mean, unless it's like me and Mandy or like I'm coming over, I'm at the grocery store, want me to pick something. You know, like I can see very few moments where it's like you're very interacting. Close. Like, I'm going to see you in three minutes. Hey, I'm going here. Question mark. Hey, but at that point, just pick up the phone. 
Yeah, I don't think there's ever a reason to drop a question mark. Yeah. I think if you do, it's it's just gonna come back and haunt you. My my good friend out here, and I love him, Don DePetta, always question mark guy. Really? Oh, dude, I'll hit him up, and he he'll he'll give me like he'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" And I don't respond and like respond for like twenty minutes. He goes, "Uh, hello." <laughs> I'm like, yo. Stop being a little bitch. Yeah, I, and I got to get better at not responding to people right away when I'm, like, busy because I'm, like, yeah. I I see a text and I just, like, instantly reply. I'm, like, I'm not giving it the attention. Or just, like, you know. I mean, somebody, if they haven't done so, a texting etiquette book needs to come out. That's a good coffee table. That's a good. Texticate. That's a good coffee table book. Just a leaf through it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Hey, or in a waiting room, you're like waiting. at the doctor's office. Text ticket, a guide to not being an asshole. I mean, there's a there's a million. Uh, That's little, a good idea. A million pamphlets we can write. That's one thing we always we got good ideas. Um, I think that was a great episode. Yeah. Obviously, you'll be back. I enjoyed more. it. Do you want to plug anything? I know you have your new podcast. Yeah, follow at Techno Hollywood Pod. It's on my new podcast with Chitan. And uh, follow me at Latif Tayor. I'll spell it. We'll put it. I'm getting. I got oh, you can now. do captions. Okay, Latif. Uh, Mandy's Mandy's ex coworker gave us a bunch of uh, premiere thing, like cool text. Like you ever see, like on podcasts where like the name, it zooms in. It's like more animated. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to use this. St- I, I use the stock ones for a couple times, but yeah. Yeah. No, we got some cool stuff. Boom. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, follow Latif. Uh, if you're still listening, Jesus Christ, you're a saint. And uh, thank you, guys. All right, bye. Yeah.